Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Cañas. And today I have with me Lila Atea. And I'm probably mispronouncing your last name. So I apologize for that. Uh, founder and CEO of Quantum Merge. So Lila, thank you for joining me today. How's it going? Thank you. Everything is great. Um, it seems like everybody forgot about COVID already. So, I mean, can be better. <laughs> uh, hopefully we don't live to regret that. Uh, I, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still wearing a K95 for things like flying. Uh, and even in the elevator in, 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 my, uh, in, in my apartment, uh, I, I saw how little they wore a, a mask in the elevator while the pandemic was going. So I don't, I don't trust them uh, in, in general. I, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, so it's, it's the South. Uh, hopefully uh, DC is, is better. You're, you're in DC, right? Yes, I'm in DC, but trust me, I, I go to like across the river to Northern Virginia like every day. And I never know, like, do, do, what, what do I do? What, what do I do? You know, because it's like they never, I think, even implemented the mask mandate. I mean, that's overstatement, but still felt like it. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and, and, we, and we, we connected back at uh, InsurTech Connect uh, 2021, and we finally got around to recording. It's May 9th. Uh, so we always give the guests a chance to give the elevator pitch. So, so what, what is Quantum Merge? Oh, so <laughs> Quantum Merge is a platform and, you know, a lot of people are asking us, well, are you a broker? Are you a carrier since you're trying to operate in, in the insurance space? This is a platform that essentially connects brokers and carriers. Um, so if you think about it, it's nothing new. But the niche um, that or the, 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 the void that we are addressing is the specific type of the insurance that we are addressing that is called wraps and warranties liability insurance or transactional liability insurance. And that's where all the complexity and all the differentiation comes from. So we are a platform, we are a digital wraps and warranties liability insurance placing platform that sort of connects brokers and carriers and then all the deal makers in between to democratize access to wraps and warranties insurance. Okay. Okay, so it's definitely a side of insurance that I'm not too familiar with. So, 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 g give me uh, so what, 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 what is uh, insurance? Uh, what, what is transactional liability insurance? Great. This is why I created Quantum Merge because people who have been in insurance like forever, they're like, "What is this?" Um, I, 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 so I've got to say, I've got my CPCU. I've got nine other designations, uh, and. It's not mentioned now. I don't have my RPLU, so 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 it could be mentioned there. But but uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So uh, whenever a buyer is willing to buy a seller, so two companies, whenever they are merging or acquiring or for whatever reason, um, they are signing purchase agreement or acquisition agreement, and this agreement usually has different clauses. And so one of the sections in the agreement is called representation of war and warranties section of the buyer and the seller. And so essentially in that contract, they are saying, what is it that they represent? Uh, pretty much the wording says that I represent that this is my company, I have the authority to do whatever I want. And I, so it's it, it, certain wording that makes the buyer feel a bit more um, comfortable with the, with the purchase and the seller 
being a bit more comfortable with the fact that the buyer is buying their their um, uh, company. And so wraps and warranties insurance or transactional liability insurance. Transactional liability is sort of an umbrella for different types of insurances, but specifically wraps and warranties is the coverage that drills down into these wraps and warranties, um, into the wraps and warranties clause of the purchase agreement and says, okay, if something goes wrong in the post-merger space, we're willing to indemnify you or cover the losses with regards to the breaches resulting out of the reps and warranties clause of that particular purchase agreement. So that's pretty much what it is. Okay, so, and, so go ahead. Yeah. So in the past, for example, I'm, I'm gonna give you a very, very mm -hmm. quick intro to, to this whole thing. In the past, uh, there was no reps and warranties insurance, right? I mean, um, so there were banks. And so in order to protect themselves, buyers and sellers were putting certain amount of money into the escrow account for up to 12, 18 months. And so if something happened in the post-merger space, the bank would release the money and then the, the loss would be covered. What do we do with, you know, 36 months from, from the closing date or like it's, it's already up to the seller and the buyer. So the buyer can actually turn around and say seller, you know, depends on what is left from the seller, but it's either the buyer liable for all the uncovered um, uninsured exposure or the seller will be liable depending on what is it that you know that he's uh, selling and how much equity they're keeping after the uh, merger. And so essentially reps and warranties insurance substitutes that escrow account. So instead of putting the money into the bank and being covered only for 18 months and um, potentially having a gap in in you know in not in coverage, but in the financial solvency, right? Uh, to cover that, uh, uh, to cover these losses, reps and warranties insurers say, okay, well, you pay us and we pay on your behalf. That's all. Okay. So is this uh, normally sold by by the, I'm guessing the very large brokers, the, the March and Aeons of the world? Well, they're, yes, exactly. So um, usually larger brokerages, they do have MA um, departments. There are, companies or brokerages specializing only in the M&A. And the reason why it's such a sort of um, unknown type of coverage is because in order to um, broker, in order to solicit the, 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 the insurance, in order to advise, you actually need to understand some legal consequences of everything you're advising. So a lot of people that are in that space, they are uh, lawyers or they've been practicing or they are paralegals. Um, or they just have a ton of experience in this space. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So be before Quantum Merge, was this side of insurance very, very uh, paper-based? Or how, how, how was it It is paper-based. Exactly. Exactly. So it's all about, like, usually all the documents are being dropped in the data room. And then in the data room, like, then the writers and brokers and everybody is sort of putting their hands into the data room, trying to figure out the mass um, behind these folders. Because when mergers and acquisitions happen, sellers are interested in just providing information as fast as possible. And usually it's a mess, it's unorganized. Data rooms is a different type of business. Um, but for the underwriters, they are, they're, they're looking at um, you know, certain due diligence files and the underwriting of that coverage consists of pretty much uh, two things, I'm either going to insure you or not, 
because it's not even about pricing. Pricing is pretty standard across the industry. Um, the policy is very manuscripted because it reflects what is written in the acquisition agreement. Um, but underwriters are looking at the risk mostly from the standpoint of, um, okay, well, I feel comfortable with this company. I feel comfortable with the, the due diligence that comes with that company. And then I'm going to offer uh, this coverage. You know, and that brings me to another point, and that's why I use the word democratization, because uh, think about this for a second with me. Seven out of ten applications, on average, are being declined by the underwriters, and not because it's not profitable, but it's because underwriters like it's much easier to work with returning clients because there's so much negotiation going on. Um, you know what sort of clauses the client is going to go for and what clauses are not and what is going to be a bottleneck. So it's much easier to go with familiar faces. And so that's why private equity firms, VC firms, you know, they become this, the holders of this insurance. And then everybody else who is just willing to protect themselves are being declined or they just don't have the market to go to. Okay. So, so how, how did you, uh, how did you discover this was a problem? <laughs> so um, I actually, I'm coming from the, I, I used to be, I'm a former underwriter. And uh, so I understand a little bit about analytics. And, you know, I worked for an insurance company, a wonderful, wonderful company, but they had a lot of IT issues. And so I left the company to establish a, a technology company. That's, that's where Zala Technology sort of, uh, steps in. So Zala Technology was established by insurance nerds to service insurance companies. And so for the past two years, I've been servicing different insurer techs and they were acquired. Some of them, you know, succeeded, failed, whatever it is. But what I've realized, realized that they had no idea what perhaps warranties is. They were not even a part of it. They are brokers, PNC brokers, smart guys and girls. They didn't know what was that. So all of this um, reps and warranties, like all these policies were placed, it's, it's a buy-side policies where they protect the buyers more than the sellers. Yes, they give certain sort of um, comfort to the sellers, but it's still, it's a buy-side policies. Um, but because these insure tax or these essentially my, my clients, they were the first and the only time um, sort of sellers in, in the MA space, um, they just never even saw, like, or, or had any idea about reps and warranties. And so they actually sold their companies being unprotected or, you know, just underinsured. Or, and we, we don't know what is going to happen with them a few years from now, like, if, if a claim does arise. I mean, they're totally uninsured, right? So when I saw what was going on, and then I spoke to a couple of brokers, PNC brokers that work for large brokerage companies, they also didn't know what reps and warranties was. And then I went and I attended a few conferences with these very, very smart people with a lot of money. And all of them were saying, oh, we need you know, an innovation and there's nobody knows about this coverage and whatnot. And, but then innovation didn't come at all. Um, so for the past like two years, this idea was brewing in my head. And then seven months ago, I said, you know, that's it. I'm just ready to sort of make a difference. And that's what I'm doing here. Okay. Um, so, so what, 
what, what does uh, how how does um, transactional liability insurance look like uh, when using the platform? Yes, so it's a obviously like a multi-phase approach. We have you know a roadmap, and uh, we will be releasing various different features. Um, but essentially, what my goal right now is that we are not really changing a lot at this very moment. We are helping brokers, perhaps and warranties brokers, to expedite their flow. Because just think with me for a second. Uh, in order to place in reps and warranties coverage, sometimes it takes up to three months. So it's not that fast, exactly. Um, of course, a lot of it is not just you know automation, it's also negotiations. So what I'm doing, I'm expediting that process. So everything that was manual, I'm taking care of. Um, and then I'm, I'm letting brokers focus on the uh, on the negotiation part of it. Um, the interesting part about the platform that I'm working on is that we, you know, I hate the word AI, um, so I'll call it machine learning. Um, and even now, it's still it's not a true machine learning because we are going through data. We're trying to understand, and before it becomes machine learning, there will be still a lot of manual work that has to be done. Um, or statistical analysis, but we are trying to understand the contracts and we are trying to understand the behavior, the claims behavior to say, okay, guys, so here's the broker, here's the underwriter. And you like, you are a part of the, um, some technology company by, you know, in, in biohealth, like let's say is being acquired. Um, we know that claims are coming out of these items in this industry for a company of that revenue. Um, we can actually navigate and um, suggest what policy clauses should be included on that policy for that specific client. So we are looking, we're essentially aiding the, the, from the legal standpoint. Um, and then it's up to the underwriter and the client to sort of take it or, or leave it. But we're, we're guiding. So that would allow a lot of unexperienced brokers or underwriters to actually understand the industry much faster. But also think about PNC brokers. Like I, I love PNC brokers and a lot of their clients are being acquired. What part do they play there? They all want to get this piece of the pie, but they just don't know how and where. So like, for example, right now, I've released a very small and simple tool on our platform, uh, on our website. Uh, it's called Estimator. So any PNC broker can just go and let's say they know the, the name of their client, they can type the, the, the name. They don't even have to type the name, right? Uh, just the based on the size of the deal um, and some basic information, I can tell you now how much this reps and warranties policy and transaction liability coverage would cost. And that gives a very good idea, realistic idea to the broker as a risk manager to a client, right? Of what to expect, because it's all about knowing what to expect in this transaction, right? If, if I'm a broker, I want to be a good risk manager to my client. And so as a PNC broker, I want to make sure that they have access to this insurance. And if they do not have the licensure or the knowledge how to place it, they are connected with reps and warranties brokers through our platform in order to ensure that there is this, we are truly streamlining placement because we are not excluding anybody from the chain. Everybody is important in placement of this insurance because without PNC, like other lines, perhaps in warranties would be good for nothing. 
Okay, so 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 truly, you, when when you say democratize, you truly are trying to solve uh, the. You're trying to 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 help our economy get get to the point where where most transactions are are covered by by most M and A transactions are covered by this type Thank of insurance. You. Where where right now it's a very small percentage. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Um, but not only that, I mean, we're, of course, we are trying to understand the behavior of a risk. We are, we've developed a score, for example, that predicts the probability of a claim in the reduction warranty space. Right now, we're not going to be releasing it because we are still testing, as, as you might know, any science experiment or any scientific innovation requires some exper experimentation. So that's what we are doing on the back end. Um, but right now we're we're actually going to be launching officially our platform in June, uh, where brokers will be able to onboard and start utilizing it. Um, and then we also have an underwriting platform, so underwriters will also have their side of things. So essentially, the platform will truly become that risk manager for both brokers and underwriters, helping underwriters to underwrite better. And helping brokers to be a better risk manager to their clients. I'm I'm wondering, uh, was there available data for like those LexisNexis or or Verisk or one of the other data providers provide data on this on this type of insurance or did you have to go? They do have a lot. Oh, okay. They do have a lot. Uh, having that said, um, still all of the data, if you what we are looking at, they're in the hands of bar associations. Uh, they're in the hands of large brokerages like Aon, um, you know, uh, Lockton also has a big, uh, a big uh, M&A practice. Um, so they are there. They are in the hands of private equity firms as well, because what we are specifically, we are, we are not interested in telling you, oh, you know, um, the majority of claims arise out of the breach of financial representations or breach of uh, material contracts, right? That right now, everybody knows that. I mean, it's not interesting. What we are looking at, we want to understand how qualitative information wording in the contract is affected or will affect the claim in the future and how insur insurance carriers can underwrite better. Because right now, as I mentioned, it's, it's just a matter of yes or no. It's okay, well, we, we know we're comfortable with this, with this client or not. What I'm saying is that we are providing information to understand how to, how to create that policy to keep reps and warranties profitable and how for the brokers, how they can present their client in a way that it's a better risk for an insurer, right? So can they mitigate the risk before, um, you know, before a problem happens or before they even apply for that insurance policy? Is, it, it, is there any risk mitigation for now or, or is the whole concept of mitigating risk for this type of policy is a whole new field? Yeah, it's a, it's a whole new field, um, absolutely. I mean, there are lawyers, everybody works with lawyers. I mean, obviously, um, there is actually representations in the representation and warranty section. There is actually, or on the policy, there is a, um, a specific wording saying that we are pretty much all the legal rep representatives to do everything possible to mitigate the risk. Uh, but oh well, I mean, how do you know, right? 
So it's it's all it's still extremely like if you think about cyber, think about cyber like ten years ago. It was a wild wild west. Um, and so that's where Reptile Warranties is right now. And everybody thinks that everything is okay with it, especially if you go to cat because it's so profitable that like carriers don't even care anymore. You know, like it just it's the matter of just collecting premium and releasing terms, um, especially since the, the market is hardening a little bit in the US. Okay. Uh, what's, what's, what, what's, the, what's the revenue model for, for Quantum Merge? Is, is, do the brokers pay for it? Do the carriers pay for it? Is it a mix? Is it a per transaction fee? How, how is it structured? It's a mix. It's a big mix. Um, you know, when uh, I actually took an idea from uh, from insure tax that I work with. Um, a lot of times when uh, companies are hiring new employees, they're offering, you know, here's a salary, here's equity. And depending on the salary that you're going to choose, you're going to have different percent of equity, right? And so that I took that idea and I implemented it in, in Quantum Merch as well. So if we're working with brokerages, I understand that some of the brokerages might not afford that license, uh, license fee, right? So we're going to take a little bit from their commission, just a tiny little bit, so it's not you know, painful enough, but it gives us enough revenue to sort of keep up, you know, to keep up with operational costs. Um, and then for the carriers, obviously um, the same, but it's a little bit different type of animal altogether. So the conversation there will be, and it depends you know, on the carrier, of course, as well. Um, so, very vague answer, but uh, yes. <laughs> okay. That's what we have for now. <laughs> okay. So when this goes live, I, I will I will tag you uh, on LinkedIn and I'll tag Quantum Merge, um, and I'll, I'll include the website in in the show notes. Um, thank you for, for for joining me today. I, I yeah, I had no idea that this side of insurance existed. Uh, so it is very, very interesting to, to, to learn about. And I look forward to, to see you continue to grow this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here and letting me talk about it. Awesome. I, I figured that, that uh, helping spread the word about, about an obscure side of insurance uh, can only be a, a, a good for, for our, our industry. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, especially with the amount of acquisitions happening in the insurance in the insurance and insurance tax space. So definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Tony. Thank you.